don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Storytimes. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And I'm back. Thank the Lord. It's been like a month since we've sat down and recorded almost. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but I'm back. I'm feeling better. I still got a little like frog in my throat. Yeah, she was coughing her lungs up earlier. <laughs> but it's okay. We're all good. We just got a little lingering cough. Um, we're feeling better so thank god she's back y'all i don't i know y'all did not just want (laughs) to sit there and hear me read bro where was the commentary um i i mean i don't know i wasn't here when you were recording but i would imagine it would be a little awkward i'm just sitting here talking to myself yourself and i edited the episodes and Anytime Michelle would mess up, she'd be like, sorry, Kirsten. Like, she was talking to me through the recording. <laughs> because was funny. I missed her. Like, it was, this is so weird. Like, we haven't not seen each other this long for, like, over a year. Yeah. Since we started the podcast, we mm-hmm. haven't gone more than, like, Like, two a couple weeks. weeks, yeah. Without seeing each other. Crazy. It's insane. But we're back at it. Yes, we um, are. New year. We're new year, here. same us. Yeah. <laughs> we are gonna be talking about a very interesting case today i was scrolling through tiktok as i do like as she always does all into the late hours of the night i swear kirsten spends like every day on tiktok all day it's other than when you read and take care of your kids obviously but that's it the tiktok i read and that's like what i do in my free time but i came across this video of a movie it was like a clip from a movie mm-hmm. called The Girl in the Basement. Mm-hmm. And it said based off of like true events. And so I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me just look it up and see what it's about. Mm-hmm. So it's um, about a man named Yosef Fritzel mm-hmm. who um, kidnapped his own daughter. He, she's looking at me right now like she's about to destroy my whole life. Um, <clears throat> this is a, uh, I'm going to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode because it's very, very fucked up. Um, there's a lot of talk of, like, sexual abuse and mm-hmm. rape. Mm-hmm. So, um, if that triggers you, just go ahead and click on out of this video. Or okay, this, bye. this episode, <laughs> because that's, like, the majority of this case. Yikes. So, to his own daughter? Huh? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. So, this, ca- this case takes place in Austria. Interesting. That's why the name sounds a little different. You know, like, one of our second most places that we're listened to is Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Not Austria. Yeah. So, hi to Australia. Yeah, that's what I was like. (laughs) I was looking at the stuff today, and I saw that. Hello. But this is not in Australia. This is in Austria. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It just reminded me of Australia. Sorry. So, we're going to start with Yosef's grandparents. Okay. Yosef's grandmother couldn't get pregnant. So, her husband ended up impregnating three of their house servants so they could raise them as their own. Interesting. 
Sorry if my voice sounds gross. There's still like phlegm in there. Anyway. Yikes. <laughs> so three of the those three women, of, of those three women, one of them were Yosef's mother. Okay. So like his grandparents weren't really his grandparents. His grandpa was, but his grandmother wasn't. So starting off with fucked up family dynamic yeah. already. So Yosef's mother ended up getting pregnant by another man, but he ran off and wasn't ever in Yosef's life. So he was mainly raised by his mother and his grandmother. Okay. His mother was said to have been abusive towards him. She told him she never wanted him and that he, like, basically ruined her life. That's sad, but, um, I mean, it kind of sounded like the guy got, oh, her gr- his grandmother got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that's sad, though. Yeah. So, his mother was actually arrested and put in a concentration camp. What? Well, kind of, just kind of like a prison. I mean, I don't really know how it works in Austria, but like... I'm sure the prison conditions aren't great if they're calling it a concentration yeah. camp. So, uh, during the time that she was at this concentration camp, mm-hmm. he, he was placed in an orphanage. Okay. When she got out of the concentration camp, she did get custody of Joseph back from the orphanage. And, but she went right back to, like, beating him and abusing him. And then she was just was a point? terrible mother. Like, he was so unhappy as a child. What was the point? There was getting none. him back? There was none. So she had control over someone? Yeah. At the age of 15, he started fighting back against his too. mom and, like, against everybody around him. Mm-hmm. He became a very angry person and also started, like, peeping in people's windows which is like odd gross yeah <laughs> weird thing to do okay yeah um he did however do like really good in school and he actually finished all of his schooling like he was supposed to hmm. um in 1956 he met a woman in a cafe that would later become his wife mm-hmm. she was very quiet and timid um, but Joseph was very loud and outgoing so they were like the complete opposites of each other and gotcha. i guess opposites do attract so I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Like, me and Logan are very different. But, like, Austin I don't and I know. are very much the same really? person. Me and Logan are, like, complete opposite. He is very outgoing. I'm not. I will say I'm more antisocial than Austin. Mm-hmm. But, and yes, I'm admitting this on the podcast, Austin, because we're always talking about who's more antisocial. <laughs> you hear me? I'm admitting it. But you're both very quiet. Like, you're very, yeah, like, we're calm. pretty quiet, laid back. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you if you talk to us type yeah. of thing. Like, we're nice people, but we're very much the same, mm-hmm. so. And, I mean, we have all been friends for, like, ever. And Austin's still, like, so quiet mm-hmm. around us. He's quiet around Just me. because he's quiet. He's just a quiet person. Guys, me and Austin just sit in silence sometimes. Like, I think that's what we do on yeah. a day-to-day basis. Like, come home, and we're just quiet. Michelle's more antisocial, but she's m- more talkative. Like, yeah, when, once when you get to know talk- me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I'm the same way. But also, like, I am not afraid to stand up for myself, necessarily. She will definitely tell you straight to your face how she feels. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but also, I know when to pick my battles. It's kind of like, yeah. eh, maybe I shouldn't say Do anything. you really want to argue about yeah. this? Anyways, yeah. we're on a freaking tangent because so, we miss each other. I know. So, at first... Yosef was very charming to his wife and his mm-hmm. wife's family, um, very outgoing, and him and his wife seemed to be very happy together. 
Interesting. But he started to be very controlling over his wife and her life. Um, he controlled every aspect of their marriage. And she let him. She just let him walk all over her, basically. It was like the 1950s when they got married and mm-hmm. they were together through the 1960s. So, yeah. I can see that. She was just kind of there and mm-hmm. he controlled everything. Yep. In 1967, 11 years after they had got together, Yosef was arrested. Hmm. What happened was he had followed this young woman home one night and waited until she was, like, in bed, and he broke into her house and held her at knife point while he raped her. Yikes. The woman's child was in bed while, in the same bed, while he was assaulting her, too. No. Yeah, it was Oh, my God, that's... Fucking disgusting. I mean, raping like is disgusting, toddler. but yeah, like, that's like gross, tremendously fucking sick. So he was sentenced to eighteen months in prison, but he only served a year. What? Yeah. Again, nineteen sixties. You know. Yeah, I mean, even still to this day, like people get away with that all the time. So true. It's gross. While he was in prison, his wife would still come come visit him all the time and acted like he didn't do anything wrong, like. She completely forgave him of everything and never questioned anything he did. Again, 1960s, 70s, like, you get a divorce, you're... Looked down upon. Yeah, so I... She probably felt like she was, like, trapped Yeah. at this point. And, and she was probably scared She of probably has no money. Right. Because she's probably a housewife. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just, again, 1960s, just the era, I feel. Yeah. Like, people would sweep so much shit under the rug that their family did because they didn't want their all-american family well this is austria but you get what i'm saying to compare it to america yeah people did not want their deepest darkest secrets to get out and if they did they'd act like it never happened because they just wanted everybody to think they were the perfect family well in austria at this time when you like are sentenced to whatever and you serve your time after you get out, mm-hmm. 15 years later, mm-hmm. that is completely expunged from your record. Like, disappeared, gone. Whoa. Yeah, so, like, 15 years after he was let out of prison, mm-hmm. it was like that never even happened. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So, it just seemed like he was this perfect citizen. He was working as an inter- engineer regularly. He had many friends. He was, like, a very respectable person. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was good to his wife and his family. Um, never got into any trouble after that. But another woman did come forward and say that he tried to do the same thing to her um, before he had got arrested. Mm-hmm. But she um, fought him off and was able to, like, get away. She said that when he came up behind her um, and she fought him off, he, like, was already, you know, like, ready to do the thing. Ew. Um, if you know what I mean. Um, and after she fought him off, he looked at her and said, I'll get you one day. And then, like, rode off on his Oh, bicycle. hell no. Yeah. I would be terrified. Uh, she said that she was, like, afraid to report anything because she was able to, like, fight him off. Mm-hmm. She didn't report it because she was kind of scared and didn't know what to do. So she never reported it, but then after he got arrested mm-hmm. and, like, saw the news, she came forward and said that he did the same thing to her, almost. Hmm. But, yeah. He was, like, already turned on before he even, you know, 
did um, anything. He had her at knife point and everything, so that's the point. That's yeah. probably what was going on through his mind anyways. Mm-hmm. So, over the years, Yosef and his wife ended up having a total of seven children. Holy shit. Five seven? girls and two boys. That's a, that's lot, a lot of kids. Of kids. So, at this point, Yosef was at the peak of his control and rage over his wife and his family. Mm-hmm. He completely controlled and overpowered the whole house and everything about it. His wife's sister said that one of the times she was pregnant, he actually, like, broke her foot. What the fuck? Like, I don't know what exactly happened, but he broke her foot. That's fucked. Yeah. So, he was, like, very overpowering and abusive mm-hmm. towards his whole family. Damn, your foot? I know. Like, that. I feel like it would be hard to break your foot. Not really. Like, he'd have to do, like, some If damage. he had... If you can... You can really... If you stomp someone's foot hard enough on the top, you could break it. Really? The bones on the top of your foot aren't as strong. That's true. That's true. So, it really I've depends on, like... I've never broken a bone, like, so I don't know. Me either, but I just Besides know that. my nose. Yeah. Fun anyway. facts that I know. Yeah. Um, but everyone in the community never saw the sight of him. Mm-hmm. They all thought that he was this great person who worked really hard to take care of his family and his seven kids and was, like, super friendly, but they didn't see what was happening behind closed doors, uh, as they never do. A lot of times, yeah. So, Yosef started buying properties. He would buy things like just old, like, dilapidated buildings and, like, redo them and make businesses out of them. He would buy mm-hmm. land, old restaurants, stuff like that. Hmm. He bought an old hotel. Um, it was like a just this big building with like a bunch of rooms mm-hmm. um, that he actually moved his family into because he had a big family. They needed the room. And then all of the extra rooms, he would rent them out to tenants. So all of his tenants thought that he was very respectable and trustworthy. But when he would come home to his family at night, like all of the kids f- were, were afraid of him. Mm-hmm. So they would just like, be super tense and go completely silent so they wouldn't upset him or make him angry. Gotcha. Yosef started to be obsessed with his fourth child, Elizabeth. Okay. Yikes. Elizabeth said that starting at the age of 11, he would sneak into her room and sexually assault her at 11 years old. Fucking sick bastard. She was always with Yosef. He, like, forced her to be with him every second of every day. Ew. Everywhere he would go or anything he would do, he would take Elizabeth with him. She was known to be very quiet and timid and drawn back, kind of reserved. I wonder why. Yosef would put, like, dirty magazines in her room, and then he would, like, go in her room and expose himself to her or, like, wherever they were at. He would just, like, constantly be, Ew. Yeah. It was, he was gross. And it just gets worse. Yikes, dude. Yosef never allowed Elizabeth to hang out with any friends, and no kids were allowed to come into their house. He was very, like, rude, like, mean to the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't want any kids associated with his family. They were not allowed to do anything, especially Elizabeth. In 1978, Yosef and his family were still living in this hotel-like building, but he wanted to expand it, so he built a cellar. Okay. Where he would do um, most of his work. He worked in construction. He was an engineer. So he would be drawing up like a lot of um, like, um, what are they called? Blueprints mm-hmm. for different buildings yeah. down in the cellar. 
Gotcha. That's where he would do his work away from his family. Mm-hmm. But nobody was allowed to go down in the cellar. Not even his wife was allowed down there. Really? Ever. Under no circumstances were they allowed huh. in the cellar. Elizabeth started to rebel against her father for obvious reasons. Yeah. And she tried to run away from home, but police found her and brought her back. Yosef was starting to realize that she was getting ready to turn 18. And when she turned 18, he was going to lose control over her Mm -hmm. because she'd be an adult. Gotcha. In January of 1983, Elizabeth tried one last time to run away. As she should. When she was found, her father picked her up and he told her that he was never going to let her run away again. In 1984, Yosef told Elizabeth that he needed help with something down in the cellar. Nope, that's immediate red flag. Yeah. Because he said nobody's allowed in the cellar. When uh, she went down to help him, uh, she had her back turned and he put a rag with chloroform over her nose and she passed out. Of course. She was unconscious. When she woke up, she was chained to a wall in a hidden room of the cellar. So the room was hidden. Yeah, it was hidden. It wasn't just, like, one room in the cellar. It was, like, a room and then, like, another room passed it and another room passed it. Like, a, a chain of rooms. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I, there's a better description later on. Okay. But, and there's pictures and stuff, too. Okay. Now, obviously, her mother and her family would wonder where she was. But because of her record of running away, she ran away more than once. Mm-hmm. So they assumed that she just ran away. Yeah. Yosef forced Elizabeth to write a letter to her family telling them that she was going to live at some, like, religious camp and uh, not to come look for her. She she didn't want to come back. And so she forced, he forced her to write the note and then, like, left it for them to find up, up in the house. Like, planted it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she was already 18, so there was nothing the police could do. Yeah. At this point. Yosef even pretended to, like, be upset and cry over his missing daughter when she was literally in the cellar of their house. I bet he enjoyed being in the spotlight. Yeah. I bet he enjoyed being, getting the attention and being in the spotlight. Oh, yeah. So, nobody was looking for her. The case was open and shut in two days. They had to know. She was 18. There was nothing they could do. It's almost like the, um, what's that one case? Bryce Lisp. La Pisa? Is that his name? I don't know. Where he, like, was in college. His mom, he had to, like, call his mom. And then his car was found, like, on the side of the road. But the police said he found him in a parking lot. But they couldn't do anything about it because he's over 18. I don't know. So, technically, he didn't run away. I don't know. Well, that's going on my true crime schedule since Kirsten doesn't know. The name sounds familiar, but I have no idea. But the reality of the situation was, Yosef had Elizabeth locked in the cellar where nobody was allowed to go and nobody could hear her. It was um, a concrete cellar. You can't hear it. Mm, I was about to say, what was it made out of? Because Yeah, it was concrete. Like even the ceiling? I think so. Hmm. I think at least this room, there was like, um, it was soundproofed. Okay. I know that much. Okay. I don't know if it was necessarily concrete, but I know it was soundproofed. Okay. Um, she would end up being down there for years 
and nobody knew it except for Yosef. He would go down there every morning to do his work. Work? Mm-hmm. Working on his plans for work, whatever. Sure. But he would also be down there with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. He would slowly bring her, like, food and supplies, but it was, like, the bare minimum of things, like rags for, you know, to wipe herself, or crackers, sheets for her to lay on, like, the littlest things. Nothing of any kind of significance to help her survive. He would go down there to sexually assault her. She was basically his sex slave the whole time she was down there. His daughter... His daughter, his 18-year-old, 19-year-old daughter. Yeah. Makes me want to puke. But she couldn't do anything about it because she was trapped down there. She was mm-hmm. locked down there. He was her, the the only person she ever saw was him. Right. And she had a feeling that probably nobody was coming for her because nobody was allowed down yeah. there. He had complete control over her now. There was nothing she could do. She was down there alone for five years, but the only person she saw was her father. She had nothing. No connection to the outside world. No sunlight. There were no windows, obviously. That's terrible. There was no sunlight. Yeah. In November of 1986, Elizabeth ended up being pregnant, but she had a miscarriage because she didn't know she was pregnant. Wow. Alone, down in the cellar, having a miscarriage. Wow. <clears throat> And then, not long after that, at 23 years old, she ended up pregnant again. This time she knew. Mm-hmm. Because now she kind of knew what to look for. Yeah. So she told her father she was pregnant. And he gave her some scissors and some towels and a pregnancy po- book and told her to figure it out. But what are you going to do with a crying baby? It was soundproof. Yeah, The, but the still. cellar was soundproof. But it gets to be more complicated than that. So she ends up going into labor by herself. No water in this cold, damp cellar and has her baby alone by herself. Alone by herself. Yeah. That's crazy. That would, that would destroy me. And then over the next 10 years after that, she would have three more kids by him. Oh, my God. So now she has four children who are reproduced from her father mm-hmm. against her will. She's raising them alone in this cellar with little to nothing, no access to the outside world, while Yosef is just up in his house living his life with the rest of their family. There's tenants that live up there that have no idea she's down there. Nobody knows she's down there. And she's, like, trying to survive. Taking care of four children. I have two children, and I live in the world, and it's already hard enough. Yeah. Since she had the kids, he was able to control her and take advantage of her even more. Anytime that she would try to fight back, he would threaten the children. And obviously, she was, like, still took care of these kids. Like, these were her kids. She cared about her kids. Mm -hmm. So she was going to do everything in her power to protect those kids. Right. So, you know, he would just, she would comply to anything that he would do. Because he didn't, she didn't want him to do that to the kids. Yeah. 
So at this point, there's not a lot of room down in the cellar for her and the four kids. So she begged Joseph to expand the cellar, and he did. And I put a picture. Interesting. Put a picture. At first, it was just the kitchen area and the bathroom. That's all the space that they had. Jesus. And then she, or he built the little hallway and then two se- separate sleeping areas. Mm-hmm. So it was like essentially like a little tiny apartment down in the yeah. cellar, but it was very small. Obviously. And you can see, um, there's a little shelf. There mm-hmm. was there was a bookshelf that would like slide back and forth, and mm-hmm. behind the bookshelf was like a little miniature door, that was like small. That that's how he would get through to the cellar. So it was hidden. Yeah. And then there was like more doors before that that he would have to go through to like different rooms to get to the bookshelf, mm. to slide it out of the way to get to the gotcha where they were being that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, the cellar was soundproof, so no one ever heard them. No one had access to the door because it was, it was hidden. Mm-hmm. So there was no way that anybody would ever find them. Even if somebody went down in the cellar, they wouldn't even know to look behind the bookshelf. Yeah. For the door. Well, who just thinks like, oh, let me peek behind this bookshelf. I bet me and you will. Yeah. But I, not a lot of people. Would. Not a lot of people. And then I inserted some pictures, some actual pictures of like what the cellar looked like. Mm-hmm. It's not very big. No. It's not. Not for... Not for a woman and four kids. No. She was a great mom, though, despite everything that was happening. She taught the kids how to read and write. She taught them manners. She would tell them, like, what the outside looked like, what the world looked like. Mm -hmm. Grass, what grass felt like, what rain felt like. I mean, all of these things these kids had never experienced before. Right. These kids had never even experienced sunlight. Mm -hmm. Because they... There's no way for them to. Right. Yosef would go down to the cellar and force himself on Elizabeth at least three times a week with yeah. her kids down there. Their kids. Right. Down there. The tenants that were living in the house started hearing banging coming from the cellar. But Yosef told them that it was just a new furnace or a water heater or whatever and that it would go oh away. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they believed him because why wouldn't they, you know? Yeah. There were also parts of, like, the outside around the building where people, everybody was forbidden to go by because Mm -hmm. he was afraid that they would hear the kids, like, talking or playing or whatever. So, like, he told the tenants that if they ever go near this, like, it was like a garden. If they ever went near the garden, like, they would be kicked out on the street, like, without hesitation Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to get caught. He would go down into the cellar and tell the kids about, like, all the fun things that they were doing above ground, all of the food they were eating, and, like, rub it in their face. And then be like, if you ever try to escape, like, I will just close up the cellar for good and you'll just die down here. Yeah. He was a horrible, horrible person. He was obviously very well known around their town because of all the properties that he was buying. And right. he was he was like a big name in town. Obviously, if he would go to the store and see somebody that he knew and he was buying baby food mm-hmm. or whatever, extra groceries, they'd probably think weird, right? Yeah. So he would drive out of his way, out of, out of town, like towns and towns over, just to go to the store to get them food so nobody knew. Like, he thought thought out everything. Mm-hmm. In 1993, Elizabeth had another baby. 
but Yosef was starting to think that it was becoming too crowded down there, and he was afraid he was going to get caught if there was even more noise. So he took the baby, put it in a box, made Elizabeth write a note to put in the box oh with the baby, God. put the box on the front doorstep of his house for his wife to find, and then his wife thought that Elizabeth, you know, she's at this camp is what she thinks. Yeah. So his wife thinks that Elizabeth had this baby and didn't want to take care of it and left it on their porch for them to take care of. Oh, my God. Yeah. In 1996, Elizabeth got pregnant again, but this time it was with a set of twins. The little boy, twin, was born with respiratory issues, and he really needed to be taken to a hospital. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth begged Yosef to take the boy to the hospital, but he wouldn't. The baby ended up passing away when it was less than a month old. Mm. And Yosef took the baby's body and put it in the furnace and incinerated it. Oh, my God. He then took the baby's ashes and spread them outside in the garden. What the fuck? Bro, like, I just, I just can't. Like, that, uh, I just have no words. This guy's fucking disgusting. That... Is atrocious. Like, we talk about a lot of cases on here, and I know he's, like, not killing anybody, but, mm-hmm. like... But, no, this is still this fucking is sick. It doesn't fucking matter. disgusting. Yeah. Like, it just it just gets under my Let skin. Let alone having a sex slave in the basement. Who's your you daughter? Trapped. She's also your daughter. Your daughter, and she's having kid after kid after kid. Like... And you just ugh. keep doing it. And you realize that's not good. <laughs> Like, just having a kid with someone that you're related to, mm-hmm. especially that close in relation. Yeah. The kids are going to be born with issues mm-hmm. majority of the time. Yeah. So, the other twin, he did the same thing as he did with the last baby. Put the baby in a box, left it on the doorstep. So, now his wife thinks that she's just having kid after kid and leaving it on their doorstep. Oh, my God. But... They're t- she's taking the kids in, taking care of them, and now they're it's making them look like there's they're these great grandparents. Yeah, taking care of their daughter's babies that she didn't want. They're like <laughs> praised for it. Little does she know it's Yosef's kids. Yeah, and grandkids. Yeah, all at the same that's time. Dis- that's so gross. Yeah. So Elizabeth gets pregnant one more time, and Yosef does the same thing with that baby. And that makes me think even further that he is probably getting off on doing this yeah he because did. his he own kids like he's probably getting off on the fact that he's being secretive mm-hmm. and like he knows the secret but nobody else does except for elizabeth obviously in the mm-hmm. cellar but like he's getting away with it like yeah his grandkids are living in the house with him but his kids also and his wife has no fucking clue and he's yeah. probably like hmm <laughs> in the fucking background in the back of his sick little fucking mind disgusting yeah so elizabeth had a total of eight children four were down in the cellar with her Mm -hmm. three had been taken to live up in the house and then the one baby that passed away r.i.p eight children can you imagine fuck no having a baby while your other babies are around you i mean they're not babies but your other children? No. By the time um, everything was said and done, her oldest daughter, her oldest child, was 19 years old. Can you imagine living down in a cellar for 19 years of your life? How like, fucking no. Like, never, ever, ever being let out. Like, that's 
crazy. That is insane. He would bring pictures down to the cellar of the other kids. There's, you know, the kids in the cellar's siblings. Yeah. Um, showing them like, how much fun they're having going to birthday parties, going out to eat, like all these things, and taunting them. And, like, telling them, you know, I have control over your life. And this is what your other siblings are doing. That's fucking sick. Aren't you jealous? Mm-hmm. So, in August of 2008, it had been 24 years at this point that she has been down there. That is 24 crazy. years. Elizabeth's oldest child, her daughter, who, I put this at the end of the notes, but her oldest daughter's name was Kirsten. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't find that out until, like, I was looking up more stuff mm-hmm. and then it was like telling me all of their names yeah this daughter that i'm about to talk about her name's kirsten <gasps> spelled a little differently but spelled how my name sounds weird synchronicity yeah and i didn't know that before i did this case at all that's hmm. why it's at the bottom of the notes <laughs> but um her oldest daughter she was 19 she got really sick and needed to go to the hospital like she was going to die mm-hmm she begged Yosef to take her to the hospital, and at first he said no. But then she, Elizabeth was like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. If this whole ass person dies, she's like a whole body. Yeah. What are you going to do? You can't just take a, a whole body out there and yeah. bury it. Like, what are you going to do? You can't put it in the incinerator. Mm-hmm. She's too big. Also, like, a baby's bones are, like... Real brittle. Real brittle. Mm-hmm. They're easily... Unfortunately, I don't ever want to say this again in my life, but they would burn easily in the yeah. incinerator. If you have a whole human, it like, takes days and days. What are you going to do? That's why funeral homes have to, like, crank it up to 2,000 degrees. Like Crazy. So, um, he finally, like, thought about it and was like, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away with all that. But this. how the fuck is he going to get her out the cellar, take her up into the house, I don't fucking know. pass... Okay, first of all, he had seven kids minus Elizabeth, so six of them, they're probably still not living there, but plus the other three that he took in, that's fucking nine children. Mm -hmm. And his wife. I don't know how, but he did it. He made Elizabeth write a note saying that um, he gave Yosef permission to take her daughter to the hospital, which was weird. Because it's also his daughter, but he can't reveal that. Yeah. And she ends up being put on life support. The doctors start to realize that this 19-year-old basically came out of thin air. Mm -hmm. They had no record of her. There was no record of her anywhere. There was Mm -hmm. no paperwork on her because there was no birth certificate. There was nothing. She's never went to the doctor. No. They don't even know this person exists. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have a social security number either. Birth certificate? No. Yeah. So, um, Yosef starts telling them the whole spiel of his daughter ran away, lived in this camp, and now here's her daughter, and... You know, his daughter, Elizabeth, sent her daughter, Kirsten, that's so weird, to, (laughs) you know, live with, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The doctors knew about all of of that because of the other three kids that just showed up on their doorstep that they've Mm -hmm. been taking care of that came from his daughter who was a runaway. Yeah. Um, And they were also getting government assistance for them, by the way. Those three kids that they were taking, yeah. What the fuck? Um, so the doc- the doctors are trying to find the father. Mm-hmm. They know who the mother is, but they don't have the DNA. So, um, they wanted to get some DNA from Yosef and the family so they could figure out what DNA belongs to her and what DNA they need to try and match, you know? Yeah. So, um, they get some DNA from some of the kids, but Yosef won't give his DNA. 
he's saying no. They're like, you know, you're like the most closely related. We kind of need your DNA. That's where he fucked up. And then the police started getting involved and started getting suspicious of Yosef. And now he's starting to like freak out. He's like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck am I going to do? You didn't acknowledge? What? I said that's where he fucked up. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. She'd been gone for a few weeks, and now she's That's like, where you fucked I don't up. know that. No, he fucked up a long <laughs> he, time yeah, ago. Yeah, he'd been fucked <laughs> up. I was just saying. So, he goes to Elizabeth, and is like, you just need to come, tell them that you're the mom, whatever, that you've been living in this concentration camp. That way, you know, the heat can be off Concentration me. camp? Camp. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's not a concentration not camp. not a concentration camp. His mom was in a concentration camp. Yes. She was in a, some kind of religious camp something um but he's like just you know come tell them all the things give them your dna do all the things so that it's not on me and so she does Mm -hmm. she comes out of the cellar and she goes to the hospital and the police start investigating her because they're like things that she's been abusing her child like giving up her children yeah so they're like what the fuck's going on Mm -hmm. yo like (laughs) they immediately see um how Elizabeth and her daughter's skin is so pale and almost translucent, translucent because they have never had any exposure to the sun. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth's been in there for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been 24 years. Nothing. No mm-hmm. sun. No vitamin D. Um, so the, the cops are about to arrest Elizabeth mm-hmm. because they think that she's been neglecting her child. And um, they're sitting here like interrogating her and she's not saying anything she's just sitting there like stone-faced and finally like hours into the interrogation she breaks and tells them everything and um she told them that her father kidnapped her and locked her in the cellar and, and made her his sex slave and she has more kids in the cellar that need help and it's been 24 years and you know all the things mm-hmm. and the police didn't believe her they didn't believe her well, yeah, he has this perfect life painted, I told you. They're like, there's no way that all that has happened and we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And she's supposedly been at this religious camp, so they're like, right. oh, she's just trying to get out of it. Right. Because all they see is this perfect family painted portrait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she insisted. She was like, go to the house. I guarantee, go to the house. You will find a cellar in the basement. And there are three other children down there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they could tell that she had been through some things, and so they were like, maybe we should look into this. Yeah. So they go to house, go to the house, find the cellar, find all the other kids. Oh my god. And it's said that, um, like, the police that found the kids had mm-hmm. to, like, go through therapy because of, like, seeing everything. And, oh, like, I bet. hearing the story, and it, like, really messed him up. Oh, I bet. It would mess me up. It's yeah. messing me up just listening to this yeah. right now. So, Yosef was arrested and sentenced to life in prison. Um, he was 74 years at the time that, of his arrest. Wow, that's unfortunate mm-hmm. that he was that old. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, like, when he was arrested, he said he was, like, born to be a rapist. And that's just who he was. Like, Fucking that was disgusting. just his thing. He didn't regret any of it. Ew. Um, Elizabeth and her kids had to be put in a men- mental institution for a time because... They of course. They didn't know how to act. They didn't know how to, you know, They've socialize. been in the basement for 24 yeah. years. It's, it was, what, 2008, you said? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, so many things had changed. Cell phones. Yeah. 
touch screen. 24 years. Almost. No, we weren't. We didn't have touch screen yet, did we? No. 2008, well, I was maybe. nine years old. I didn't, they didn't have smartphones yet. That's when mm-hmm. those razor phones were out. Oh, yeah. Pink razors. Or like the slide phones. Yep. The, yeah. I had one of those. I didn't, but my friend did. Bro, those were like. My I was obsessed phones. with it. I loved yeah. it. But they now live in like a fortress like house that is kind of closed off. There's, um, at least from what I found, there's always like cops around the house mm-hmm. and that prevent people from like going to the house. Good. Um, they're if like. If you go there, you're kind of a dick. Like, leave yeah, them alone. Yeah. Not even kind of, you are. Right. They have to continually go to therapy for everything that they went through. Of course. Um, this is the part in the notes where I said that the 19-year-old's daughter's name was Kirsten. Um, as far as I could find, Yosef is still in prison and he is 87 years old. Keep rotting in there, bitch. He's still in there and it's gross and he's gross and I hope that he has been taken advantage of in prison like he took advantage of his daughter. I mean, I'm sure that those prisoners have from some things. From what I've heard, like, when people go to prison for, like, you know, stuff like this, like, mm-hmm. ab- this kind of abuse, the mm-hmm. other prisoners, like... Oh, yeah. Like, ab- abuse them, too. Especially, like, when yeah. people go to prison for, like, anything that has to do with a child, mm-hmm. like, they get their shit fucked. Or their mother. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you fuck around with your mother and hurt your mom. When your mother or your kids, then it is not going to be a fun time for Mm-mm. you in prison. No. As it should be. Mm-hmm. Should not be. You know yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, as it should not be. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But that's um the fucked up case of Yosef fucking Fritzel. Yosef fucking nasty, nasty ass. Nasty ass fucking <laughs> get hit by a bus. Fuck you, bitch. Literally. Pearson's <laughs> back with a fucking bang, dude. She's this like, dude pissed me off. Me too. I was just like scrolling through TikTok and it was like, showed a clip from the movie. Mm-hmm. It was the clip where it portrayed her, like him taking her in the basement and then, like leaving her there. Yeah. In the movie, he had complete control of like the temperature down there. Like he could close off vents so she couldn't breathe. It was nuts. I don't but know if all those were I true, was about to say but in real that life, was in the movie. That sounds kind of extreme, maybe. Not. Yeah. I don't think it was quite that bad, quite mm-hmm. that extreme. But I mean, he, she couldn't get out. Yeah. There was, like, a, a lock on the door. He couldn't, like, nobody could get into the door. That's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad they all made it out okay. But it's just sick, the things that she had to go through. Oh, 100%. While she was down there. That's fucking disgusting. I hope, um, I don't want to say I hope you guys like this. I feel like I say that all the time. Hope you guys liked this episode. I mean, I hope you liked it. Yeah, but, but like, it was a fucked up case. Like, I, yeah. I hope it, Yeah. I hope that we educated you about this case. Yes. There we go. Also, um, I don't know if Michelle talked about it last week, but our di- Discord, our Patreon. I did. Okay. Is up and our going. Our Patreon. Is up and going. Um, it's in the um, show notes in the link tree. She's out of practice. I know. I'm drawing a blank. Um link yeah, for all the social the media will be in the show notes as well mm-hmm. My, um i watched some videos on this case so i'll put those down in the show notes all right um yeah go um subscribe to our patreon because i made a whole ass discord server for y'all and i want you to see it 
I don't really even know if it works because nobody's joined yet. I can't I can't improve it if nobody joins. <laughs> so that's on there. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. This is it. Yep. Bye. Bye.